the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. Hello, Jessica here and welcome to this week's podcast, episode number 13, to be precise. Lucky for you, we have another fun-packed episode summing up some gaming news, what we've been playing, including, of course, Craig's shitty platinum of the week. Yes! Please do subscribe to the podcast Mm. on whichever platform you download your podcast from and if you have a spare two minutes, please, please, please leave us a review as it really helps support the podcast and spread the word. You can, of course, head to thepuredeadgaming.com website for more reviews and news and you can also find some content over on twitch and youtube i'm joined by craig and andy and we also have a cat in the room little rory so apologies if he decides to pipe up at some point he always pipes up (laughs) there's not a chance i haven't been quiet for an hour (laughs) hi everyone how you doing how are you andy i'm good good evening folks Yep, I just want to start, actually. No, well, here we go. <laughs> with an apology for Andy, because I missed his birthday a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was brought up to me. I've been... I, see, the thing is, see, after last week's recording, we were talking about Terry and giving him a shout-out. I had it in my head, and I was going to plan something embarrassing for you, and then it just fucking disappeared. <laughs> totally disappeared. Bloody work. Getting but, old. 36. Uh, I know. Hey, I'm 36 already. You know what? Really embarrassingly, I forgot what age I was. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I texted my little sister because Lisa, Lisa was gone at this point in the morning uh, when I woke up, and I was like, "Oh, it's my birthday." That's right. And then I was like, "Am I 35 or 36?" And I was like, "Fuck! I've totally forgotten. <laughs> I've totally forgotten what age I am." Could you not know what year you were born? So I do, but I'm, sh- I'm shocking with numbers. I'm really, I know I worked in a bank for <laughs> like nine about years. To say, a strange admission for a man who really, worked in a bank. Really, I get ner- I don't think I'm bad with numbers. I just I get nervous around numbers. Mm. I, I don't know. I've always been like that. Words is more in my strong suit. An equally good trait for a banker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nervous <laughs> around words. <laughs> numbers. <And in> numbers. <laughs> Andy, this tells a little bit off, and you're pissing a sweat. <laughs> I'm just getting nervous I know numbers. I've not stolen in. Yeah, they wouldn't leave me doing that at all. <laughs> uh, but I uh, happy happy belated birthday. Thank you very from much. From all all the pure all dead gaming family. From all my friends. Yes. How's the cream egg uh, situation going? Is the f- machines been filled back up with caramel yet? No. No, they have. <laughs> well, some of them. So you're ha- still on the cream eggs. Not so it's much. going to start so, showing soon, by the way. I know, I've got a cream egg stomach. Uh, some of them have actually been filled up, but I'm now on a kick of wanting to, like... Be healthy? No, although we'll get into no. that. Just a, <laughs> just a blanket, no. Well, well, aye, but we'll get into that. No, I've just been on, like, I don't know, like, because it was brought up in the podcast, I've now been, like, sort of seeking out what else can I put in... And coffee, just because it seems like a fun thing to try out and see if so, I can get the perfect thing. What you tried? Well, what I did do was, out, it's out of the cost machine again, but I got a hot chocolate. Uh-huh. And there's these new, I don't know if they're new, I've never seen them before, but there's these Kit Kats. They're like called Zebra Kit Kats. And it's Zebra like Kit white Kats. and dark chocolate. It's quite dark, nice. dark chocolate. And white. But, the I, but do you mean aye, actual but, dark aye, no, chocolate? I think it's dark chocolate and white aye, rather than just no, like milk chocolate. No, um, dark chocolate. Work of the devil. Yeah, it's horrible. Man. I don't mind it, but anyway, it's quite good in a hot chocolate. 
Right. So I just dunked two sticks at two fingers in. <laughs> Even with a biscuit? You've got a dirty mind, Jess. <laughs> no, I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> She's absolutely buckled it. I'm laughing at. Sam dunking just... two fingers in. You're laughing at is your that, dietary habits. Just... Is, that, is that what's made you go? No, it's just the thought of you doing this. I don't know. Like... What, I'm getting because it's getting then? images of you like looking at all the sweeties and going, mm. Mm, what could I holding do your next? holding your wee steaming hot chocolate or well, coffee. That's, a, that's pretty much exactly how it goes. It's as if you're creeping on me. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> so well, what happened was a the hot chocolate was really good, but after that, With when you taxes. opened it up, the two the sort of wafer was still intact but kind of mangled a bit. So I took them out and ate them. They were brilliant. Did yeah. you say Twix? Sorry, no. Uh, Kit Kat. Oh, did you have a spoon or did you just? I just whipped it out. That's <laughs> <laughs> show me again because I whipped it out. Unbelievable! I've got to live with this. Stop I just it. I don't. Mm, there's no like white and just normal chocolate ones. Or is I'm, it dark? Is it just dark chocolate? Because I, I don't do love a Kit Kat. I mean, you can just get a normal Kit Kat if you want, but uh, I went. I went a wee bit exotic. Mm-hmm. Alex did confirm to us that it's just a few segments of his chocolate orange that he would put ah, in, not right. the full thing. Uh, not the full thing. I think we thought that, yeah. but it was just the image of a full <laughs> three pound Terry's chocolate orange getting used for one coffee. <laughs> to be fair, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a nice dream. It's a nice dream to get a whole a whole chocolate orange in there. One, you... one other thing I've had though, did you see my tweet about that uh, Snickers bar that I found? I did. I don't like, was it peanut butter? Uh, it honestly tasted you know, like a mix between Snickers and Reese's. Mm, see, I, I like the idea of peanut. It's kind of like pizzas again. I like the mm-hmm. idea of it, the smell of it, the look of it, but it's just the taste mm-hmm. is not what I expect it to be. Right. I always expect peanut butter to be more sugary than it is. And it's and just just not... as we're talking about sugar, I can hear the ice cream van going on outside. Absolutely a drug van. <laughs> Yeah, it does baffle me. Like, this ice cream van has came round all winter, hasn't it? About eight o'clock every night. It's, yeah. Aye. It's, like a, it's just this <laughs> random, dodgy-looking van that comes by, apparently sells ice cream, s- stops. It usually comes at, like, nine o'clock at night. There's not a kid in sight. <sighs> and then it just sort of slinks away into the night. But um, I know, well, i tell you something. This uh, Snickers, this new Snickers bar, it's really sweet. Like, it's... It looked Almost nice. Over. It was uh, really good. And I want to find it again. Like, it seems like it's really new. And uh, I've only seen it in this one shot. But is it, this is what I hate when, when they do with bars sometimes, though. Or, like, foods. Is they come out and they just make it a limited edition kind of thing. That's what I'm worried and about. And then you get hooked on it. Aye. And I get... Because I've got a really addictive personality. I've got to watch with stuff. You know what I mean? So, like, if I, if I find a food that I like... I'll eat that shit to death mm. and then I'll be like oh I can't eat this anymore and Lisa's like why is that because you've had it for two weeks straight now for your dinner <laughs> and it's like yes you know what I mean <laughs> that's pretty much what I've been doing so if you find something like a, like a new Snickers bar and it's like a peanut bar and you eat it and you're just like oh this is amazing and then all of a sudden it goes away mm. and you're like well what's, what's the point in that mm. you know what I mean I know. It's that, obviously also Easter just now, so you've got all the kind of it may be. Easter uh, chocolate exactly. confectionery that's not normally out just now. That On the bar, it does say new instead of limited edition, so I'm hoping Hopeful. that it's going to keep going. But What's your favourite uh, chocolate bar? Oh, 
don't know. I see it, I'm no joking, right? And maybe it's just because it's new, but see that that was right up there. Right. That the right. other day. That was it was really, really nice. Hmm. But a favourite would be I went through a phase of really liking lion bars, but I bought a couple of lion bars the other day actually. They're nice. I'm trying to think. For a long while, mine was a boost, but I've not had one of them a in a boost. long time. boost? I've not had and one of them in ages. They're a bit too but, much, though, I think. But they also... Aye, you're always done before but it's they're, done. they're downsized now. Like, I no, don't know the, the grammage Sometimes that's that they, a good thing. I know. I don't know the grammage that they took away, but they're definitely smaller than they used mm. to be. So. I'm trying to think. I like a ripple. They're good, eh? Because I like... A pref- bit messy, though. Well... It can be, but I like I, that's what I like about a ripple. Though, is more the texture of a ripple because okay. I, I like Galaxy chocolate better than Dairy Milk or Hershey's or whatever. But especially if I had like a Galaxy just a bar or mm-hmm. a choice between a ripple, mm-hmm. I'd go for a ripple because I just love the texture of a ripple, and also love uh, bounties. Bounties are good. Eh? Bounties are amazing. Mm-hmm. I used to really like just me saying the texture. But see, like you know how you go like the old style flakes. And then you've got the style. new, you know how you, no. let's say Cadbury's Flake, right? You get the old style ones where it is literally just it all crumbles. Aye, crumbly. And then there's the new ones where it's it's almost like a ripple. It's got a coating over it. Mm-hmm. All right. Really? Aye. So, like a coating of chocolate over aye, it and then so it it's holds it together. Because I've never, I've never, I don't think I've bought a flake. I don't think I've ever bought a flake. Because it's all, for me, it's always been too much effort. <laughs> kind of like just what you said with the ripple, but I. I think a ripple is not as bad, but a flake, you just open it up. And for me, a flake's just something to have with ice cream. Because right. you can just go and then flake mm. it all on top, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not a bar of chocolate you buy and, and eat, I don't think. Well, what I, used to, what I used to do was get the old style flakes and I would like, when it was sealed, crush it up. Inside the inside the thing, packaging. and then just open it up so that you could just like slide it like, like a you, bag of crisps at the aye, end. almost like a bag of crisps at the end. But that it really upsets me when you it do it. Tasted that. different with, with your with your bag of, when you have a packet of crisps. You before you eat them, like deliberately oh no. scrunch them up, and oh it really no, upsets me. No, you don't me. do that, do you? Aye. <laughs> you see, you like that, you because you also like I don't the small. Wh- Crispy chips fall on the uh, actual chips, don't you? You like all the shape basically at the bottom, <laughs> don't what, you? What I don't like is eating, is pulling out a crisp that's fucking too big for my mouth and having to bite half of it and then the other half of it. So I don't, I don't crush it up into tiny bits, but I just break it up enough so that each crisp is small enough to fit in my mouth. Weird. I would. We and Andy are both shaking our heads. I no. mean, I, I, if I'm buying crisps, I'll take the crisp from the back of the Aye. the the shelf. Just so I know nobody's been fucking about and dropped them or like been been damaged or that. Like, see, because uh, I just don't know. That's weird. I think you'll find the majority of people are with won't us. Won't do that. Aye, just when you think, that. off air, Andy almost redeemed himself by saying that he likes Pepsi Max at room temperature, but he's he's yeah. went back down the cheese route again with this crisp fiasco. How about you, Jesse? What was your favourite bar? A boost, probably. A yeah. boost, you said. And also cold, refrigerated Pepsi Max. Get in the bin. <laughs> and what was yours? Did you say probably I'll, that new one, the Snickers peanut butter? Oh, no, I mean I've only had it once. You know, what I mean it was quite nice. I'm probably romanticising that a bit much. I <laughs> 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 think. See, honestly, like a lot of the time when I go in, I'll just pick up like a twirl or something like that. I do really twirl? like Reese's cups. That could be my favourite. Mm. Lisa loves, you know, toffee fees. They're like. Like it's like a wee, they look like Reese's cups, but they're they're like kind of toffee, and they've got like a 
almost looks like a drop of chocolate inside it. Toffee fees. They're quite know. nice. Oh, I maybe have heard. That. See, I really don't like toffee chocolates. You'd probably like. They're just are too much work. Yeah, you would like this. This See, is you're just fucking... what you would think. I know what you mean. Because it's always. I, I usually every... lose a filling. Aye. <laughs> every, every single time you take a bite of toffee chocolate, somebody starts speaking to you and you're like, try and munch this thing. So, like, hone your hand up. Give me a minute. Just give me a minute. Oh, you know what? You know what I like? And I had a bit of bother with it the last time I ate it because I had to kind of say to myself, I need to stop eating this because it was like, literally like eating a bar of lard each day. But I was eating uh, Mrs. Tilly's tablet. Oh. Like a oh, like a bar of that every day. Oh jeez, that's a lot. <laughs> oh my god, but it's a shift. It's so good though. Like her stuff's amazing. Like she's the one that's got the fudge and the macaroons and stuff like mm. that. You know what I mean? But her there's tablet. probably a lot of our listeners that don't know what we're talking about with tablet because it's a very Scottish. So? Well, oh, to be fair, because we're Scottish, they all think we're fucking. What? Every, you... every single one of these chocolate bars that we're talking about that we deep fat fry them before we eat them. Mm. I got that comment. I've Twitter. never tried that. No, I got Have that. You? No, I've, I've got... tried a deep fry. Deep fried Mars bar. Yeah. I think everybody assumes everybody Scottish has tried that. At <laughs> they once. do. We got a comment on Twitter last week, been like, I, I, you wouldn't be happy unless it's deep fat fried or something. I, like, I replied to the guy saying, <laughs> I've never, I've, that. I have never ever even been in a shop that offers a deep fried Mars. Well, they bar. all do, I and mean, they just don't really advertise it. Do anymore, they? But you can go into a shop and ask, you buy it and go, can you deep fry that for me? And they'll charge you a pound or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's no I, way I'm gonna look like a fat get. <laughs> Going in with a fucking snick, like first of all a Snickers dual uh, size peanut butter, and then going, can you also deep fry this, please? Yes, I'm looking for a heart attack because I'm looking you. for another five years off my life. I <laughs> absolutely dare you. Do you want to bring one here next next Tuesday? I dare you. I'll bring to get a big lump of tablet and go. In. Oh God. <laughs> Oh God! And go in and ask horrible. them to deep fat fry it. No, I'm going to bring. So I'll do it next Tuesday. But I'll bring you a boost. <laughs> I'll bring you a Snickers peanut butter, and then I'm going to try a bounty. That can be a thing. Coconut uh, butter. Can coconut. you honestly just ask them? Aye, aye. Go in and ask them. They'll do it. Why wouldn't they do it? They literally just need to put it. And, uh, it's attempted homicide, surely. <laughs> no, honestly, I, d- I, I genuinely didn't think it was possible. I remember it being folks sort of joking about it and being like, "Oh yeah, this is a thing." And I remember looking at a few like menus when I went into places, thinking, uh-huh. "I wonder if this is an option." Well, you didn't think it would actually work. I just, I don't know. Well, I just, just, I, to my knowledge, I've a... never been in a place that does it because they've got the fish batter. Obviously, they just put it in the fish batter, and as soon as that hits the oil. I mean, the oil sizzles and it starts hardening up right away. I'm aware how food works, but, so, <laughs> <laughs> but just not how to make is it sauces. Bog- is it bogging? I don't. I've never tried one. I so tried the Mars right. I expected to be horrible. Was it nice? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem like it would be nice. Did you put salt and vinegar on it? Oh come on! No. You're not putting salt and vinegar on chocolate. You fucking axe know, murderer! But then you're putting then there's the batter though, which I just find strange not having salt and vinegar on. I'm not putting salt and vinegar in a Mars bar. I'll... Well, here's here's another question. Right? <laughs> this seems like a YouTube video waiting to happen. Do I you spoken. have you ever tried? Oh, you asked just in another way actually, and you said no. But like a Scotch pie in a roll is that wrong? No, I don't, I don't like a Scotch pie. To you don't like this, Scotch so. pies? I I wouldn't like. Don't be wrong. I don't dislike pies, but I would never seek one out. But a, a pie in a roll is not weird. Because I never knew this was a thing. 
years ago, right? And it was Lisa that went, uh, surprisingly, Lisa, my Canadian girlfriend, that had to tell me about a party in a row. <laughs> you that's, know a real, that's a real grim moment for you. A real low and point. I was like, what? And she went, like, yeah, I thought you'd have known about this being Scottish. You know what I mean? Uh, so she went, she got me the stuff one night and I, and I had it. And I just thought the concept sounded strange because it, it, to me it was like putting a front door right behind another front door. Mm. It was like, well, it's already got its shell and its yeah. packaging that you yeah. can eat almost, but then you're putting more packaging on top of it, you know, another holder. And I was like, it just feels weird to me. But then I had it and I was like, oh my God, that's a fucking taste sensation. Mm. And I ate that for the next two weeks for my dinner and then I was... <laughs> <laughs> that was you. Was Never like, touched yeah. it again since. <laughs> Shot open, his load. Lisa opens up the fridge and just pies just fall out. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been an episode so far that we've not spoken about food? No, we quite enjoy food, to be fair. I love food. I, I, I love food. It's good stuff. And I've got my, like, uh, this is the age I'm at now. For my birthday, Lisa got me, like, kind of cooking stuff. So I've got, like, a new frying pan and that. And I also got, like, you know how I was telling you... It's a fucking hint if ever I've seen one. <laughs> I love cooking, though. I really do enjoy it, like, cooking for scratch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um... But I got like a my, my new iPad holder, so I've got this iPad that's just in the kitchen. I think I was telling you about this. I was gonna have it set up, and it's just it's got all the cookery books and stuff on it. Cool. So it's just like set up, and I can just like keep it in there, uh, and then get cooking away. I love cooking. I love cooking sauces. I love cooking. I just learned how to make scrambled eggs. Oh, for fuck! I wasn't good at it before. I always right. fucked it up, and it was difficult, Lisa, obviously. Uh, well, I can make like really, really, really good fried eggs. It's not the same up. thing because some people kind of do it, but I can make really, really good fried eggs, right? Um, but I could never make good scrambled ones. When I'd done them, they're always too watery, mm. uh, or they weren't they like lumpy enough, or I would just fuck up and it would all be stuck to the bottom of the pan. And I just get really upset with myself because I was like, how can I make scrambled fucking eggs? I can, I can, make imagine, a curry. Keep, I can imagine this keeping you up at night. I can make a curry from scratch, but I can't <laughs> make scrambled eggs. This doesn't sit quite right. You know what I mean? Uh, and Lisa taught me. And uh, it wasn't a long lesson, mm-hmm. but she just gave me a couple of basics. Now I can make scrambled eggs and I'm pretty happy with myself. <laughs> We're really proud of you. Thank you. 36, folks. 36. <laughs> And let us know what yeah if you want to let us know what your favourite bars are. I'd like to know the kind of spread out there. Favourite chocolate bars. Favourite chocolate bars and if you would try them battered. Right. I'll put that I'll put it on Twitter as well and we'll see. Mm. We'll get some we'll get some responses for next week. We'll do a poll. Uh aye, so I've got a few different things. They sort of could be news items, I suppose, but it's not really... They don't substantiate enough to be a news item. Mm-hmm. But uh, did you hear about the fact that they're making a Ghost of Tsushima film? No. Aye, so it's a bit strange because it's so quick after the game released. Yeah. Like, the game's only been out... Well, I suppose, I suppose it is about nine months now, but still, it's pretty fast turnaround. But just because it did so well, I think it's sold over 6.5 million copies now. So they announced that they're going to be making a film and... It's easy based to ro- on the first game or based on the franchise. I'm not sure. I don't think they've announced that yet. Right. Hopefully, based on the franchise rather than the game. The story. Aye, but I mean, e- either way, like it's the kind of thing that could be quite cool. At first, I did sort of roll my eyes at it because you're sort of trained as a gamer to be like, "Oh God, every film they make is pish." 
and it's you've getting got... a lot better. I think the ratio is getting a lot better. It, these is, days. it is getting better, but then I don't know. Like they just finished that filming that Uncharted film, and you're like, oh, maybe this could be quite good. And it gets delayed until next year, and you've already got Tom Holland coming out and going, I made a bit of a cunt of that. Like, he's already, oh, really? he's done an interview saying, I wasn't really feeling the character, and really? I wish I could have, oh, I, I, no. wish, I wish I could have done a better. I can't remember his exact comments, but I, he's basically come out and said, I made a bit mm. of a dick of this, lads. See, I feel as to if. To temper expectations. It's not even out is, for another fuck. It's, it's not out until 2022. No, and he's COVID. fucking burying it ahead of time. But anyway, that was Uncharted. So, but I think these these films based on games are attracting better directors and stuff and well, screenwriters now because people like for one you've got to remember that there's already an audience base there that's going to see this no matter what mm-hmm. so it's going to make money. Uh, oh, I, you know what I mean because it's going to usually be based on a big a, a big game that's probably got quite a good sale ratio anyway well maybe but I've, I've got more than that as well go on you go sorry <laughs> no no I wasn't I was trying to cut you off but like you was you, you actually led into it perfectly because see if the, you you never finished Ghost of Tsushima but you did play a fair bit of it yeah so what, what movie franchise would you say would be a good idea to have the director of to do that the the director who's already out there John Wick they've got the John Wick guys Behind oh, right. the John Wick director behind this film, I mm. would imagine Ghost of Tsushima is going cool. to be like hard hitting, gory. John like, Wick, so good. John Wick's brilliant. Like I think that's a perfect fit. Like yeah. it sounds really, really cool. Um, so it as does. soon as I heard that they were involved or that guy's involved, I don't, I don't know his name, but as soon as I heard that that guy was involved, or something? I, th- uh. I don't know, but I thought that's perfect because I love those films. I know, really especially good. the first one. Uh, one of those films that kind of took you by surprise because you were totally. just like, "How fucking good is this thing?" Uh, and what an actor! Stil- uh, Stil- Chad Stileski. Right. He was more. He was like a. Was he not a stuntman? Not sure. And he became a director. I might and be talking shit, but there is a director who was a stuntman. The thing first. is, as well, it would it'd be so easy for John Wick not to have rose to prominence, but I mean, they they nailed it with the casting of Kevin Nash. Wait, Kevin Nash, <laughs> right? It's the like, oh. <laughs> They just, I mean, that just took it to the next level. But you know what's so? He's so dynamic. What what's so good about it for like a for a film that's under two hours, the amount of world building that goes on. You know what I mean? Like it makes you feel as if because some films you can watch for two hours and then and you just like you don't really remember anything about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Apart from the main plot, but this thing's got so much like kind of lore and stuff like the hotel, the Continental Hotel, or the kind of like the the coins that get used, all this mm-hmm. stuff that's in the world that you remember, and it's just like it builds it up and just makes it more memorable. And it's that amount of world building I think that they've done like in the film that makes it a better film. It is really, really good. I like I like Keanu Reeves. I don't think Keanu Reeves is a good actor. But he's he's not a bad actor. Because I mean, I I couldn't get up and do what he does. I mean, I'd be a bad actor. (laughs) You can tell who's a bad actor. You can't say he's a bad actor. But he's very... His style is quite almost wooden. But he's it, one dimensional. But it fits. But he plays certain, that dimension really it well. It fits certain parts to a team, and there's some yeah. films he's done. Like, you'll never, you'll never have seen this, right? I guarantee you've never seen it. But Bram Stoker's Dracula, right? No. He was in that with Gary Oldman, and Gary Oldman's a proper actor. You know what I mean? He's like method 
one of the best actors, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's playing Dracula and he's fucking hamming it up and doing this brilliant job. And then there's Keanu Reeves, if you watch a trailer, he's got the worst British accent you've ever heard in oh, your yeah. life. It's shocking. But he, he does films like, uh, mind the uh, Speed. Mm-hmm. You, you like that, that one. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we watched that a few times when we were younger. Aye. I watched that film back to back many times. Mm-hmm. It's just excellent. He was good in that. He suits that. Then he was good in as Neo. Mm-hmm. Su- that suited him to a T. Yeah. And then John Stone Wick suits him to a T. The other film that's getting made, this one's a bit more obscure. They're making a Sniper Elite film. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's strange. Really strange. It's the director that's attached to it is the same guy that made San Andreas, the one with The Rock, yeah, uh, yeah. and Rampage, which I think actually had The Rock, did I have The Rock in it as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah they were not brilliant. No, well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, Sniper Elite covers a lot. You could make it, a good film out of it. It's World like, War II. Is The Rock going to be in it because I'd watch it? Well, going <laughs> so, by this guy's other I'm, films, I'm maybe. Saying, if The Rock was in it, I would give it a go. <laughs> Aye. Uh, I mean, I love the Sniper Elite games, but, it, but it's a one. I know you do. <laughs> it's a one mechanic game, though. Well, that's really? the thing. Unless they're going to just, it's just going to be fucking an hour slow-mo. and a half of slow mo ball shots because that's all anybody does in it, mm-hmm. like testicle explosions. But I, I, I thought that was a weird choice for a film. But I, so that's another another film that's apparently in the works. That's other... that uh, Justice League had so much slow motion in it. it did, did you I... watch that? I never, I never watched the end of it. I've still got about an hour to go. Oh man, it could have been half an hour, forty minutes less if they just took out some of the slow motion. You know, you know, it's a weird choice as well. Actually, the fact that to show like the flashes in it, obviously, and to show the flash when he's being fast, they use slow mo, which is fine. That's a fine yeah, yeah. Uh, director choice. You know what I mean? It, it kind of fits when he's he's going fast as fuck it's all slow motion so we can kind of get the idea that mm-hmm. he's going so fast it's almost slowing time but then if you're going to do something like that would you not say to yourself right I'll no use slow motion anywhere else because that's kind of his thing mm-hmm. so whenever he's on the screen I'll do the slow motion with him and that's it Yeah. but he uses slow motion in every other fucking scene uh. in every other fight scene uh, and you're no, just that like, definitely doesn't make sense you're, you're overdoing it you know what I mean I yeah. just, I, it's just one thing I picked up on ah, when I was no, watching it. Definitely. Though, I mean, if they make, if they do ever make this Sniper Elite film, like, cause it's one thing to say you're going to make a, a computer yeah. game film, and then there's another one to actually do. Get it, it green lit. Uh, I mean, but, what kind um, of stages goes to Shishima? Is it in production? Oh, I, think, I think it's like pre-production, and right. apparently so is this Sniper Elite one. But I mean, that so Uncharted one was in pre-production since about the fucking 1995. <laughs> so uh, the other story. Uh, that we didn't put in the news was it's just a follow-up from last week about the PlayStation 3, Vita and PSP stores. Oh, the stores yeah, yeah. Uh, it has now been confirmed that they are closing. So... I just find it strange, that, especially the, the PS3 store, because I'd still say there's probably people out there who play a PS3 still. But that's the thing. I mean, they are going to let you download your games. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd sort of... But you're right though, what you said, I don't know if he's mentioned this in the podcast or if it was after, that 
they've not updated it in a while. So I've the games, the Aye. games are still like super dear. When you could literally go to the shop and buy it for five pound, probably. Oh, I, I put that exact thing on Twitter this morning, just ah. saying like all these games on the store are like forty, fifty pound, but you can get them in CEX for two ah. quid. So who the fuck's buying them Who's off the store it? anyway? If that's the case, why are you moaning about it? Ah, you're I... just moaning to be a prick, but. <laughs> but which is what the internet is, and that's fine. I get quite a lot of enjoyment out of folk moaning like pricks. Internet is one of my fucking hobbies, so I, don't, so I just, I mean, I just put that tweet up to bait people, really, just because it's funny. But, um, like, I, I do get it from a point of like, if you own a game that had substantial DLC, you you now can't get the DLC for so it. You've got to buy it all now. You would have to have it, it beforehand. So that is one thing. It would be nice if Sony did make mm. it so that if you that this additional content was still available, that would be something that they could do. But one thing, and it's something I didn't necessarily think about until today, but I do think it's a little bit out of order that they're shutting the Vita store. Now, the Vita has been out since 2011. It's just over 10 years, because I think it was February 2011 it came out over here or March, or it was early 2011. But, so it's not like a decade's not long enough, and it's not like there's a lot of life in the system, but there still was games being released for it. So probably games uh, in production I'd imagine well that's the thing because so thought... that's kind of come out of nowhere you can't Aye. imagine they told every studio no. by the way don't start work on the Vita because then that would get out some yeah. way um, so you've got to imagine there's people probably been left well that's the thing so today I was listening to a, it's, some, it's a podcast I usually listen to every week but I just haven't had time recently so I was weeks behind but I was listening to the Sacred Symbols podcast which is a Playstation centric gaming podcast and there's a guy, Colin Moriarty, on it who mm. co-owns a gaming studio called Lilymo Games. And they put out small indie games that they put on Vita and on PlayStation and then other consoles as well. Oh, I think this is... Did you retweet that? Uh, poss- I, I possibly. Seen, I think they had a sequel to a game that they... Well, they had a game in production just now yeah, for this. Vita. But worse than that, and to me this is... I mean, I don't know what he's going to do about it, but I'd be raging. They bought a Vita dev kit off Sony a month ago. Oh, no, they would have known. To help uh, produce their next game for the Vita, only to find out four weeks later, get it right up you. The game you've been making for Vita, you can't even release. No, I think they'd have a case for soon for some money back there. I'd head to Sony HQ and fucking chuck chuck the dev kit of their heads. You know what I mean? A month ago, a dev kit would have been about a thousand pound, and they were they were like, "I, I here, here you go." <laughs> that's because like, there's no way they didn't know. Ago. That's yeah. bullshit. Mm. Selling somebody a Vita dev kit a month ago when you're going to close a store. So, I think that's a bit out of order. Mm. But the PlayStation Three store, it's got to happen at some point. Aye. But one thing that's really interesting, again, I got this from the Sacred Symbols podcast, was late last year Sony filed a patent. And it only really came to light a couple of days ago, or probably about a week ago. But they filed for a patent on being able to backwards compatible add trophies to PlayStation 1, 2, 3, and PSP games. Right. Via backwards compatibility. So it looks as if they're oh looking at... Oh my god, in... were you creaming yourself when you heard this? Well, I mean... Hey, if I can load up Croc Legend of the Gabos... The and... possibilities. And get trophies... 
I might have to quit my work, but <laughs> and just hunker down. But it does seem like they might be trying to do something where, yeah, these stores are going to close, but we're bringing the entire history of PlayStation to PlayStation Five. Mm, like that, it might be something they're working on, which. If oh, that right, happens, then yeah. fucking yeah. And yes. you can just digital download all this stuff again. Aye, so you'd be able to digitally mm-hmm. download yeah. the entire PlayStation 1, 2, 3 catalogue, but they would just be trophy enabled as well, just for extras. Hmm. So if that happens, that would be the buzz. We'll, get, like some, no... we'll get some good Platinums of the week. Aye. Maybe. That'll be another section people will <laughs> enjoy. It seems like a no-brainer to make consoles backwards compatible. Because you've got so... I mean, why wouldn't you use all the fruits of your labour? Your, th- your old catalogue that you can just bring to a new console. Kind of what they've relied on this generation, to be fair. If they didn't have all those games that were moved, ported onto the PS5 and upscaled a little yeah. bit, that would have been a terrible launch. To be fair, they have wanted to, but the problem is that PlayStation 3 used cell processing and... It was just an absolute nightmare. Like that's why I remember during the PS3 360 generation, there was a lot of games that ran better on Xbox, uh, even so though technically, the, even though uh, technically the PlayStation was a little bit more powerful. But it was different the way it was built. Aye, and mm. so for some reason, like even on a high end PC, you can't get a PS3 emulator. They just right. can't get it to run. So it doesn't work. So it's 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 an issue from that point of view that they've they've never been able to get past. Hmm. But they'll need to do something. That's why like that PS now you can stream the games. But I mean even that it's not a it's not a sustainable. I wouldn't want to rely on that. No, that streaming it seems uh, weird. Then the inf- the internet infrastructure's not there yet. No, but certainly with, with PlayStation One and Two they should be able to because hmm. they did. Like I don't know if you remember, but it was about five years ago. Sony announced we're going to start bringing PlayStation 2 games to PlayStation 4 with trophies. And that's when Grand Theft Auto, yeah. like Vice City and all that came out, Manhunt came out. It was basically the whole Rockstar collection. Because right. I played Bully again. Mm. Uh, they brought all those out and they brought a few more and then they just gave up. They just stopped. Mm. So hopefully they go through with it this time because it's important to be able to play all these games. I want to be able to. Like Microsoft get a lot of credit, rightfully so, for their backwards compatible stuff. Like they've they've made a better effort of it than PlayStation, but even their efforts are overstated because I was under the impression before I got the Xbox Series X that all three sixty games were playable on the Series X. That's the way people talked. Oh Xbox backwards compatibility. You can just put the disc in and it, it looks better and it's this and it's that. But in reality, there's only about it's only a small percentage of 360 games that actually do work. Like it's not all of them. And Microsoft's quietly stopped adding to that list about two years ago and haven't added any more. Oh really? Aye. The last time they added some was ages ago, which I didn't realise. I mean, it's still cool, don't we? Wrong. They've done a fucking damn sight better job than PlayStation have. But they've, I don't know. They get a lot. They get a lot of credit for it, but they have sort of slacked on it and the last bit of uh, I suppose news I have before we get into what we've been playing is that new PlayStation 5 exclusive Returnal has went gold which just means it's printed onto disc, it's ready to go which is a bit strange considering it's not releasing until the 30th of April it was delayed, it's been delayed like twice and I believe... You must del- have all the bugs and chinks out of it then, because the- if you had the extra time you would use it 
Well, that's the thing. I, I'm probably going to sound like a dick here because I'm probably wrong, but I think the last delay took it from like the middle of April to the end of April. Right. But now, if it's if it's gold now, then it would have been ready. Mm. Maybe they just didn't think it would have been at the time. So it's it's basically going to sit for a month now until it comes out, but it's it's ready to go. So you're definitely going to not be paying £70 for that in 30 days' time. <laughs> no. Maybe they were worried it was going to get stuck on that big ship. Oh, I oh yeah. Green. <laughs> I only heard of this today. This shit is moving now, isn't it? The it's, ship? Yes, it's, it's yeah. now afloat. It's fine. It got stuck for six it's days. A ma- it's a man-made canal that's so much... Uh, Basically, trade goes down. Mm. So, Six point five billion worth of trade. I think they said that it cost. Was each, not, each was, day. was the whole thing not full of fucking sex toys? No, there was another no, ship. So much different. There was stuff. another ship that had twenty containers full of sex toys that's been delayed. So there was something like twelve miles left. If you lined out all the containers in the ship, it would have been like twelve miles long. That's how that's how big this thing is. I've got I've got a few pals that I could send around a few houses just sorting some women out if they're. If they're struggling to receive their sex toys, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I could get a few. I could get a few boys. I could send a few boys out. To... Just DM us, folks. <laughs> if that's what you're into, I could send a few boys out just to tide them over. So, shall we move on? What have we all been playing this week? I've been playing Hitman 3. Oh. Which I'm, Are you a master assassin yet? No, I'm... Uh, what's the middle one? A moderate assassin. <laughs> I'm moderately... Moderately I'm successful. I'm so excited we get to talk about Hitman again. <laughs> ah, it's good. It's really good. Um, I just like the level designs they always come up with are just amazing to me. It just always looks incredible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um... Aye, it's a very good deal. Exactly what I was expecting from Hitman, but yeah. that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I think with each game, they kind of iterate on it and just make it, it's like the same again, but better yeah. in X, Y, and Z way. Mm-hmm. And it's the same again, but the maps yeah. are so cool. Just giving you a wee sandbox to play in, they do so many mm-hmm. different ways. It's mm-hmm. just cool as fuck, isn't it? Yeah. Knowing that you can go and... Because I like sussing out all the different ways, gathering all the intel listening to all the conversations for folk to kind of figure out what am I going to do, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. before I actually go and try one of them. Yeah. But, uh, aye, it's a, it's a really, really good game. Honestly, I can't wait for you to play that Dartmoor level, the, the second one. You see, just what you're talking about there, there's so much of that because it's like a big, huge mansion that has mm-hmm. lots of staff. And so the staff are... When, when the staff think no one's around, they'll be telling each other stories yeah, that like, you can gives you stuff. little clues mm-hmm. about stuff. And if they see you, they'll be like, oh, um, yeah, no, put that plate over there. Aye, like, they'll stop their conversation. Aye, it's, it's really dynamic. Like mm-hmm. that. It's so fucking cool. Aye, it's a good game. Brilliant. <laughs> what are you playing? <laughs> what are you playing? Uh, I'm sounding like a broken record. Because I've been working so much, I've not played that, that much. Like, I'm gagging to just sit and fuck everybody off to the side and play the PlayStation <laughs> or the Xbox for a couple of days. Uh, I have played a lot of PES, to be fair. Any, I'm down a serious rabbit hole with the PC version of PES. I put up a video on YouTube just showing off some of the, the stuff on this Virtua Red mod that I've been using because it's really fucking cool. But uh, it's it's not it's not interesting to talk about. It's just, it's football. If you like football, you like 
yeah. Pez or FIFA, you know what I mean? Like, but I'm 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 in deep. I'm in really really deep. I'm having to force myself at night to go to bed rather than play it, which is a struggle. The only thing other than that is we have been playing the two of us, Jessica. It takes two. Baby, Baby. <laughs> held a wee pregnant pause there so that you could <laughs> so that you could fit it in. Yeah, we played that on Friday night. Yeah, we, when it came out, it was good. Yeah, we also streamed that, so that's also on the YouTube channel. Have you completed you it or check is it, it not out. Big or? We've not completed it yet. No, we played about the first hour and a half mm-hmm. on the stream, uh, and then we're meant to continue on with it, like just with a lack of time. Like I've had to pass pass the review on to one of our associates who should have it up in the next day or two but um it's it's really i, lo- I loved it i thought it was, it was really, really good, good. Fun, yeah um it's like just got a good storyline and it, it's relatively easy to kind of get the hang of but it mm-hmm. was quite challenging we did find some of the um it was harder puzzles. than it was harder yeah. than i thought it was going to be there was two bosses we got to and they were you just had to be quite quick. It wasn't necessarily that difficult, but there wasn't a lot of margin for error, mm-hmm. especially in the second one. You and had when to you're, be very quick. When you're two gins down, you know. <laughs> you're not oh, as quick as drink- you Yeah, you'd been drinking that <laughs> night as well. I forgot about that. But um, no, it was it, it was fun. Like, I mean, the story starts off a little bit grim. It's about mm-hmm. these, these, this little girl and uh, she's watching out the window and her parents are arguing and they're talking about how they're getting a divorce. But they don't want to tell the wee girl, but mm. she's at the window fucking seeing this. And then, so she's upset about it, and she's got these two wee dolls that she plays with that are her mum and dad, and she sort of pretends that they're happy because her mum and dad aren't, which is fucking brutally sad. <laughs> and then something happens, and the mum and dad get transformed into the two dolls, mm. and so you're running about. It's almost like and a Honey, that, I Shrunk yeah. the Kids style and thing. And then that's oh. who you play as, and we... Like, you know, being male and female opted for those characters and it was just, yeah, you kind of, their relationship unravels and um, I suppose quite a lot of, like, some of the things that the women had said, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, it's definitely, it's, de- it's definitely <laughs> made to I feel to you, girl. Of, I feel you. Uh, it's definitely made to sort of be like, ah, you do do that. <laughs> you do do that. You don't, you don't put the toilet seat down. And then there was... Um, there's some well, you don't like, up. <laughs> competitive little mini games. So there was like a whack a mole type thing. So Craig was you were the mole first of all, weren't you? Mm-hmm. And I've got this hammer, and I'm just all, all I remember <laughs> was the, all I remember was there was two mini games, oh, and I, I was good. I won uh, two now. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it is. It's, it's, it seems fun. Like it's it's it, you can definitely tell it was made by the same people as a way out. Mm-hmm. Like they find constantly find creative ways to make you work as a team and it's it's cool it's really cool like i like it it's, it's, it's reviewed really high there's humor in it as well which i don't know so it's available in both consoles yeah it's on playstation and xbox and pc right. it's good though yeah there's, there's just weird little things like near the beginning bit that made me laugh was i walked over and there's this massive plug socket which it's not huge, but because you're small, so it's just yeah. this plug socket, and there's a nail next to it, and there was you walk over and there's a button prompt, and I was like, doesn't seem like the type of thing you could do, but ugh. so I press the button, he picks it up, sticks it in the socket, electrocutes himself to death, <laughs> and he comes back, and I'm just like, yeah, I knew that was gonna happen, but it's just it, it does stuff like that just to be like, go on, you know what you wanna, and that, I was so straight away, I was like, Jess, come over here and press this, and she's like, nope. 
Yeah, <laughs> and of course, like when your character gets its first tool, like as the female, I got a hammer, and obviously, naturally, the first thing I did was I, hammer you. <laughs> I just started fucking hitting me with this hammer, <laughs> just to see if it worked. You know, uh, which it did. Worrying for real life, by the way, because we do have a hammer in the house. <laughs> Imagine you woke up and Jess is just <laughs> stood over you. Don't, I, I don't. I listen to far too many true crime podcasts. And that's how it I'll starts. Never, I'll never sleep again. <laughs> yeah, I had. Um, I have not put this on YouTube yet, but I might actually. I had an epic fail playing Vice City. I've been huh. continuing with that. So there was a mission. I think it's called Death Row, where you have to go and save Lance Vance. Do you remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to go and save him, and it <laughs> took me three times to even like fight off the guys to actually get to him. But on the third time when I actually did, I saved him, it went to the cutscene, and then the last thing you had to do was take him to the hospital to obviously be saved, and that was you completing the mission. But as I got into the car, I I think I hit reverse, because, like, the camera doesn't pan the way it does in the new one, so so I could see where I was going, but I, like, nudged him ever so slightly and killed him. Oh, my God. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, actually (laughs) kidding me. (laughs) Because he has such low health, because you've got to try and save him before his health bar goes down. Um, So so he had like nothing left and nudged him ever so slightly and he died. Yeah, when you first showed me, I was like, that's terrible. He should never have died from that. But then you pointed out that, Mm. yeah, I think he had like 1% health left. Mm. So the gust of wind, the backfire of you starting an engine just gave him that wee (laughs) fucking heart attack to put him over the head. I saved him in the end though. So I think sometimes with these old games, half the battle is the controls mm-hmm, in it mm-hmm. and how, how it does control it. You're saying with the the car, the way it works with Vice City is you got to get in it before the camera spins around, mm-hmm. which now just seems so foreign because you're just used to being able to control the exactly. camera with the analogue sticks mm-hmm. and just look whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, a, it's amazing how quickly you become accustomed to yeah. new, to updated tech, not like technology, but updated ways of movement and mm-hmm. then when you go back to like the previous version it just seems so alien yeah, yeah. i mean using x to accelerate i mean when because now controls just seem universal like for most games i mean most games want to be this like so mm-hmm. first person games it's pretty much always the same button configuration so that you can just pick it up and play so that there's no like oh, i've got to learn new controls for this you know what I mean? Same with racing games, it's usually R1 or no, no X to fucking go. That's ah, it's brutal. Aye. I, I was playing a first person game. Oh, there's the cat making his appearance. Mm-hmm. I was playing a first person game it's a couple of months ago and yeah, they did something daft. Like, I'm just so used to like in a first person game, you would hold down the left stick to run fast yeah, and you'd press circle yeah. to duck. Yeah. And for some reason it was different. And I was like, why have you done this? Mm-hmm. You've just, you've wanted to be different and you've failed. Fuck you. Like, that's, but that's what it is. It's like, it's almost as if they've went, oh, we want to be unique. But you're yeah. like, but that's all you've done is fucking way, annoy me. Because every game I've played for the last five years, <laughs> I press circle to duck. And now when I press circle, I'm fucking opening my inventory or whatever. <laughs> so on to the not so casual game club. We are going to delay talking about the roundup of After Party for another week, as we've not quite completed the game. Yeah, that's my bad, folks. Sorry. Uh, like I said, just a severe lack of time. I had planned to finish it on Sunday, 
and ended up being roped into laying a laminate flooring, which was <laughs> not my intended afternoon. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, I completely ran out of time. He's uh, a man of all trades. I am, yes. <laughs> I I realised I... Is that uh, done now? Did you get the flooring finished? I did. <laughs> but, so what will be the next thing you'll be getting a call on, do you think? Well, he did say... This is a, an elderly uh, family member that I was having to help out. And he did say, oh, well, I mean, if you're off next Sunday, the beading does still need done. No, I remember walk, walking out the room going, oh, fucking beading you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not happening. I'm well aware of the irony that we rock up here every Tuesday to record a podcast and take the piss out of whatever game of the week has been delayed and now we're delaying something, so the <laughs> irony's not lost on me. But uh, I, nonetheless, we are delaying it for a week. Okay, yeah. So if you've not jumped on after party, then you still have time. Just uh, see the the game itself. Obviously, is largely based around like after death and Satan and stuff. And there was an article that I read about Nike or Nike. How do you, how do you say it? Actually? Nike. Nike. You I just it? say Nike, but I Nike. Yeah. Nike. The popular sports brand that you may mm-hmm. know of. Um, so they're filing a lawsuit against a streetwear company called MSCHF. I don't know what it stands for, but they've that company basically did a collaboration with Little Nas, a music artist, Rapper. and they've brought out... The Little s- Nas? Yeah. Um, that's blasphemy because there is a rapper called Naz who was particularly good and I'm uh, sure this wee ingrate won't be. I don't know. Um, but he's brought out the Satan shoe. Satan? Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously... Why are Nike annoyed about Well, that? because basically it's copyright infringement over the Air Max 97 shoe. That looks but, the same pretty much. But get this, right. So the, they've made 666 pairs. It's like huh. an exclusive range. Nike have. No, this no, company the company that right. have taken your max. Um and also in the sole of the shoe there's like some form of special ink, but also one drop of human blood mm. in your shoe. That's not very really nice. But they sold out in like less a minute, apparently everyone wants these shoes. See, see to be fair fun. though, all this weird stuff, it always does. See making a limited amount of something. Mm. Like it goes back to that Snickers thing. As soon as we thought that perhaps could be limited amount, like <laughs> I, I will literally trample over both of you on my way to the car <laughs> to get a box of them now if I think that's limited. Mm. But like, remember, what's his face? S- supposedly the smartest guy in the world, but he thinks COVID's a joke. What's his name? Is he still alive? Elon Musk. Elon, Elon oh, Musk. Yeah. He doesn't actually think COVID's a joke. It's just it was impacting on his businesses, so he chose to believe that it was a joke, I think. Mm-hmm. Aye, Elon Musk, he does this thing every so often where he makes a limited product and it always sells out. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was on Joe Rogan's pod, podcast talking about this. Yeah, like, uh, what was it at one point it. he made? Was it a chainsaw? I have no idea. There was one time he made... No, it was a, it was a uh, flamethrower. Oh, that's right. Remember, did you listen so to that? so much money designing it and Aye. doing it. and he yeah. made like a thousand flamethrowers. And, mm-hmm. and Joe Rogan's like, why the fuck did you make a flamethrower? And he's like, just wanted to see how stupid a thing I could make and sell. And he was like, mm-hmm. did you sell it? And he's like, oh, instantly. He's like, because it's limited edition. And mm-hmm. people know this is the only chance they'll be able to get it. And he's like, is it an actual flamethrower? And he's like, aye, aye. <laughs> Like, so as soon as, see, because there's 666 of them, yeah. like, there's at least 666 dickheads that think, 
that might be worth something someday. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact, it. I suppose, like, they've almost... The fact Nike are now, you know, taking them to court and stuff like that over it, then it's mm. more exposure more, it's, and it's, well, you know, it's actually done them a favour almost and maybe. made them more exclusive because more people know about it. So good publicity, really. But why day, do you want it? blood in your shoes? Now, that's weird. That's a bit like, whose is that? It's, you know what I mean? If it's... If it's my somebody qu- famous, then you'd be like, oh, that's Where cool. Where did they but... extract the blood from? My question is, are we all getting a pair? <laughs> no, I don't want somebody's blood in my shoe, though. That's just strange, I feel. Okay, it is time. It is time that the thing everyone's been waiting for, Craig. Shitty Platinum of the Week. Enlighten us. Right, well, this week it is one from the vault. Oh. Due to my lack of time. Uh, luckily, vault. I have many a shitty Platinum in the vault, should the situation require it. I, I honestly, I feel a little bit bad about this one. Now, see Shitty Platinum of the Week. It's not always going to be a terrible game because to me a shitty platinum is something that you don't really have to work for do you know what i mean like it could be a great game but if you can get it in five minutes or ten minutes it's a shitty platinum okay right so because i feel a little bit bad because this game well by no means being brilliant I enjoyed, I quite had, I had fun with it. It's called Jack and Jill DX. Okay. So it's Jack N Jill DJ DX. Yep. We'll leave a link for you. Yes. So <laughs> it's, it's a very simple platformer. You pre- when you, you start off, you're Jack, or this little blob thing, and you have to get to Jill, another blob thing. She's at the other side of the level. And you press X, and as soon as you press X, the character just starts moving forward. You cannot stop. You cannot change direction. All right. you can do is jump, and you have to get to her. So at first, it's just, oh, jump over an obstacle, you get there. Next level. And it, it gets more complex to the point where like you'll have to jump and then keep going till you get to the end of a wall, and then automatically the character will turn around and start going the other way. So you have to figure out how to get to your destination. Right. And that's all it really is, but it it's honestly not a bad game. I quite enjoyed it. Like, and it's made it's made by the same company, uh, not made by, it's uh, published by the same company, Ratalica Games, who make all these shitty Platinums, or put them all on PlayStation Store, sorry. And it, the thing that makes it a shitty platinum, I think there's about 100 levels, but you only need to complete, I think it's 20 of them to get the platinum. So after that, if you want, you can keep playing. The levels will get more complex and harder. And, it's and not did you do a, that, Craig? I did not, no. I enjoyed <laughs> well, he what I played. platinum but, then he was out there. I enjoyed what I played, but once that platinum popped, I was fucking gone. Left a ten on the <laughs> side table and then was I, out. We smoke, gone. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. Like It's it's made by one guy. Uh, the, the developers, uh, I've made a note of it here. He Rohan is, Narang. Uh, Rohan, no, Rohan Narang. And, like, honestly, I mean, that's what I say. I, f- I feel a little bit bad about it because it's fucking a damn sight better than I could have done. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, it's not a terrible game. 
it's almost like I, I think it must have been a mobile game at some point because it seems like it would be perfect for a touch screen because you would just have to touch the screen to jump. It's weird to base it on the Jack and Jill. Ah, uh, it's, it's a bit strange, aye. Mm. But like, I don't know. Like, it, it was genuinely like it's very rare that I'll play one of these shitty platinums and when the platinum trophy pops, I'm like, oh, could I take a wee bit more of that? Like, I could have played that for another 10 levels. And don't be wrong, I still could have. But once the trophy was gone, I was gone. But do you think um, like Jack and Jill, he had to buy that? Or is it like public domain, do you think? Like, happy birthday? Well, the Jack and Jill are literally blobs. So I, I, don't, think they could have, I don't think they could have staked a claim. So it's mm. not the whole Jack and Jill went up a hill. I think it's just a random Jack and or Jill. Okay. Right. Well, it's the game... You, it kind of reminded me from what you were saying there of it. Um, I want to say it was called like SoundCloud. I spent a lot of time on it. Sound Shapes. Sound Shapes. That was a good game. It was a good game. That was a good game. And every time, so you had like, do you ever play it? No, I've heard it. You would actually quite like it, just being quite musical. But it, it was a very similar idea, except it was higher production value. And there was certainly, it's that long since I've played it, but like orbs you would collect. Mm-hmm. But every time you would collect a bit, it would add to the beat of the mm. music. Okay. And so when you collected, each bit you collected, it added to the music and helped the music kick in. Mm. It was it was cool. It was cool. But you had to almost like rhythmically jump and stuff, didn't you? Yeah, there was like a small campaign. And then after that, they were called like death levels or something like that. And you had to, you got a trophy for each one of them. Mm. And I got some of them done. And then there was some that were just too hard for me. So, you uh, gave it to me. so I gave it to Jess and Jess did them eventually. <laughs> but the, the great thing about Sound Shapes, you can't do this anymore. But I mean, they had a good idea. They released the game in about five different, well, four different regions. But then they also had like Vita versions and there was a PlayStation 3 and a PlayStation 4 version. And every one of these versions came with a new trophy list. Right. But if you uploaded your save to the cloud, so say if you had the PlayStation 3 version, so you got the Platinum, you then upload... You can't, your... you can't see the excitement in his face, folks, <laughs> as he's talking about this. I'm fucking ecstatic, honestly. See, this was this was a fucking moment in time. But, uh, so you'd get... I imagine I, this is the same face, Jess, that when you told him when you were pregnant. This is the same, this is the same face you're getting right it's now. It's the same face when I impregnated her. <laughs> um... But, uh, so, yeah, you uploaded your save to the cloud, then you would load up the PlayStation 4 version, and when you downloaded the save, all the trophies just pop. And so, every single... So, I waited until each region of it was on sale, bought it, and then just downloaded the save, got the trophies. I had, like, seven stacks of Sound Shapes Platinums. But the game's now (laughs) offline, so you can't do that anymore. You'd have to individually do it for each one. You know what I mean? You can't do it anymore, (laughs) folks. Honestly... Craig got to it first and fucked it for you, so. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> okay, let's move on to some actual gaming news now. So, number one on our list is via Polygon. Back for Blood, the spiritual follow-up to Left 4 Dead from the series creator Turtle Rock Studios has been delayed until October 12th. The company announced the delay on Thursday with a short statement on Twitter. 
Back for Bold was originally scheduled to come out on June 22nd, but according to Turtle Rock, the developers need more time to... <laughs> to get the game to where they'd like it. Fortunately, fans won't have to wait all the way until the fall to try the game's zombie action. In the same statement, Turtle Rock also announced that it plans to release an open beta for Back for Blood sometime in the summer. Same old story, yeah? <laughs> Love a delay. It does look good, though. I mean, I'll, I have to say, I, I won't be playing it co-op. I'll be playing it with myself in the probably computer AI. Yeah, but I've I've seen some videos and it looked pretty cool. It does look cool. I did you play much Left 4 Dead? Yeah, I played it. Yeah, I did play a bit See, of I, it. I didn't play that much, but it always did look cool. But mm-hmm. I just I don't know why. I just I never really got round to it. But I mean, it's it's yeah. going to be. I mean, it was those games were really highly rated, and it's going to be that, but updated to twenty twenty one spec and. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. I'm not surprised by the delay because the the June release date was announced ages and ages ago. So it did seem like it was inevitable, but it's nice to know there's an open beta coming. Like it'd be good to, I like that when you get to try it out first. So they use nice. guinea pigs to get rid of the bugs, which is win win for them and win win for win win for us as well because I want to try it out before mm-hmm. before slapping any cash on it. So yeah. no, yeah. I mean, it's another another week, another delay, but aye, looks good. I think I think it'll be good when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so EA has announced it's returning to the fairway for the first time in six years with EA PGA Tour Golf, a next-gen golf video game currently in development at EA. In a joint announcement on the PGA Tour official website, EA announced that it has signed a new long-term deal with the PGA Tour and its first game under the new partnership will run on the latest version of the Frostbite engine which promises next-gen technology, stunning fidelity, breathtaking immersive environments and approachable dynamic gameplay. A date and formats for the EA Sports PGA Tour is yet to be announced with more information expected soon, although it'll be the first major golf game from EA since Rory McIlroy's PGA Tour, which released for Xbox One and PlayStation 4 back in 2015. Modern. <laughs> I love the golf games. Modern. Is it coming to VR? Because that's what I want to know. That, probably not. No EA. I don't think EA are that big on VR, but... I'll, I really enjoy these games. Like, no. I mean, at this point, it will be redundant news, but after I finish recording this podcast, I'm doing a live stream with uh, two of my friends on the latest golf game that came out. <laughs> We're going to play it. It's it's one of these things, like, see, in real life, I wouldn't play golf. I just... Uh, it's not for me. Like, I, I played with my uncle once, and I... <laughs> I tried it once, and no. <laughs> honest to God, he was mortified. Like, he's <laughs> the biggest golf fan ever, and he took me to his local... Like, he was the captain of the golf club and all this sort of stuff. So we're on the first tee, and I know that I'm going to be useless because I've never <laughs> I've never golfed before. Yeah. But you, might, the, you might have been a natural. You never at know. the time, I was in I was pretty good shape, so I thought... At least I'll be able to smash the ball pretty far, and then I can worry about fucking sinking mm. the putt after. <laughs> so, so technique, though. Aye, so I walk up and Happy Gilmore style fuck <laughs> this ball, right? And to be fair, just go in the hole. <laughs> see if I'd hit it straight. It would have your home. <laughs> if I'd hit this ball straight, it would have been a magnificent shot. But did I fuck? I hit it. <laughs> I hit it at like a 40, 45 degree angle, right? And there was houses over that way. And this thing went flying and hit off a house. 
and I've never seen his face drain of colour faster. Grabbed all the clubs. Let's go, let's go. And we had to fucking leg it to the third hole. <laughs> five past the second hole altogether just to get out of there because he thought I might have murdered somebody. Like, honestly, I leathered this thing. I don't thing. think I've ever played a full round of golf, but I did play a lot of what they call pitch and putt. Yeah. Because you can just sneak on. When I used to have that over the back from me. Aye, so because that was right next to me, we would just sneak on the course and be like on the back holes where the clubhouse couldn't see you, and we'd literally just like take a putter and a pitcher, yeah, and then you'd chip onto the green. I, I used to go, I used to do Aye. that with you. It was fun. I think I don't know if it was you or it might have been somebody else, but we went down to Presswick, um, I used to go there all the time, yeah, and and started playing this once, and I remember uh, took a few of my dad's clubs and went down. And then we're playing pitch and putt, just having a good laugh, blah, blah, blah. And then all I could hear was... Uh, I remember this You well. remember this? Yes. And then and I was like... Ah, because, look, I'll, I'll set the scene a little bit, the golf course we went down to, the one in Presswick, is the golf course where it was the first ever open. Like, this is a prestigious golf course. Yeah, prestigious like golf the, course, yeah. It was the, the first open was held at this golf course. Like, a, a membership for this place mm-hmm. is extortionate. So... Mm-hmm. That, like, we just snuck on. Aye, so basically just walked on, which you can do quite easily. Aye. Um, but then, aye, so we're pitching and putting, and then all you hear is like, and I was like, what's that? Oh, must be nothing. Start pitching and putting again. And then you turn around and you're like, what, what is that? Can you hear that, Craig? So, nah, I can't hear nothing. Oh, never mind. Pitching and putting again, and then it was basically just like uh, an engine getting louder and louder. But then all you heard the last bit, all you heard was because it like kind of like <laughs> went over a wee hill. So his wee, his, imagine him in his wee caged uh, buggy kind of thing. But he was going that fast that when he went over, he was Aye, like in the in air. Yeah, that's what I mean with the, the sound because he was in the air for like five seconds or something. Like that. All you heard was. <laughs> and imagine him bouncing yeah. he'll just kind of bouncing about in this wee thing and I was like oh fuck Craig you're the cops and I think you fucking dropped my dad's putter when we were running away and you were just like fuck that it's not mine and I had to run back running towards this guy and then like grabbing my putter and then turning back and then bolting again that guy wasn't messing about but was he fuck man no they were going to prosecute he was raging aye because I remember this is there's nobody that's going to be listening to this podcast that would be a, a victim of said action. But I remember being with, there was one of my pals and he used to go down to that golf course and mm. he would hide like near where the greens were. Mm-hmm. And when someone would pitch onto the green, he would run on and it's steal the ball. golf ball and then run away. And then at the end of the day, he'd be standing outside the golf club with like a bucket full of balls and he would sell them back to the, he would sell, oh the, he, he would, he would sell the balls to the golfers. <laughs> And they didn't realise because they didn't know it was him. So they were like, oh, you got some balls for sale, mate? And he's like, aye. They sell them for like £3 a ball. Because mm-hmm. at that golf course, they were all the best balls, like mm-hmm. Titleists or whatever. But um, yeah, back to the actual games. Uh, I, I do genuinely really enjoy them. Like I, I know, that I can see why people would find them boring, but it, it can be really fun. And it's, it's interesting though, because there was this, golf game EA basically stopped making golf games in 2015 with that Rory McIlroy one so taking over the mantle from it was this independent studio that made a game just called The Golf Club then they made a sequel then they brought out 
basically the same game again the next year, except with the PGA Tour license. Right. That was in 2018. It was a good game. Uh, and at that point, 2K bought them and then released PGA Tour 2K21 in August last year, which Please. is the game I'm going Folk to... Folk just keep on slapping their titles on this which, thing. Which is the game I'm going to play tonight, and it's actually really good. Like, I reviewed it at the time. Uh, really like it. But you get a lot of, like... It's it's quite arcade fun as well because you, you people can create their own like courses so you can have some really mad things going on which is yeah. it, it adds to it it's, it is really really exciting but um, so not it, a word that's used with golf very often <laughs> <laughs> but the interesting thing is like about a week ago two K announced an exclusive deal with Tiger Woods so it looked like oh th- that's two K going strength to strength mm-hmm. for this two K twenty two game. Mm-hmm. But now the EA are getting back in it. I mean, it's not been confirmed, but it seems like I very much doubt that EA are using this PGA Tour license, but 2K are also allowed to use it. So I think that this means like 2K have basically just signed Tiger Woods, but now they've lost the whole mm, t- the whole PGA Tour license. So is it going to be called something like Tiger know. Woods and Rory McIlroy PGA Tour 2K presented by EA? Probably. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't like. It was only two, it was only two thousand and eighteen that this game started using the PGA Tour license. Now maybe it was just a three year deal, but it seems odd, and it seems like they thought it was in the bag if they're signing. Ti- I mean, they've, they've probably spent a couple of million on Tiger Woods. Is Tiger Woods still playing golf, aye. In between yeah. shagging different women and stuff like that. Yeah, and, that's what in I fact, did he not hurt himself? He's not hurt his leg. he's maybe still recovering from that. But because uh, maybe, maybe remember, needs the money for the medical bills. I remember. Uh, hearing was in that car crash but I heard it on the radio and I was talking to the guy the paramedic who was in the scene at first and apparently he said look he asked the guy's name and he went Tiger Woods and then the guy went oh I saw ya like that like that <laughs> <laughs> like just kind of because he didn't realise it was him at first aye but when the guy went it's quite a distinctive name obviously yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you say your name sir Tiger Woods oh I saw ya <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, like I mean, not funny. Obviously, it's a it's a shame that the guy was in a car crash. But like, see the amount of gifs and memes and stuff like that that were going about after mm. that. Been like, oh, he'll be the new uh, Chubbs Peterson member in Happy Gilmore. The guy, the, oh, the guy that, that was the golf instructor that had the fake arm. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, no, it will be interesting. Like I say, like there's every chance that maybe both of them have got the PGA Tour license now, but. I don't think so. I think he is. I think he is flung the cash in, got this back, and it's probably going to leave two K in a bad situation. I don't think there's enough customers either for two competing golf games. That's no good. That's not. no wise decision. I don't think. The thing is, as well, like, see, we don't really associate this because of foot. Like, see, like, like, uh, FIFA. They mm-hmm. just go to FIFA and pay a flat fee and they get most of the teams. Like, they have deals with Premier League and stuff like that, but they can just use player likenesses. Yeah. Despite what, uh, who is it that's complaining about it? I'm not sure. There was somebody, was it somebody at Juventus or something like that? I can't remember. There was somebody recently that was having a go. Oh, no, it was Lewandowski, I think. Somebody was having a go about their likeness being used in FIFA. But uh, oh, God them see. aside, like when it comes to like golf and tennis, each one of these stars can make their own deals. So that's why like you've got multiple tennis games just now. But uh, most of them only have like five. I don't mind a tennis game. Aye, uh, like five or six or seven real players because mm. they sign individual deals. 
So you never get a tennis game well, they're that's almost got every star in self-employed it. Self-employed, they're independent contractors. Aye, so it's the same with golf, where you're not going to get a golf game that's got every player in it. So, I mean, EA, when they put this game out, it's not going to have Tiger Woods, who, despite being past his prime, is still the most well-known golfer, probably. Yeah. Oh, well. Back to our non-golf chat. Yeah, that's enough talk about golf. <laughs> also, go back for eight hours and watch my live stream. <laughs> or watch it coming up. You're going to be... Oh, yeah, that's right, sorry. Do you want me to explain why to you how I time works? I, why delete that last time 15 numbers, seconds? Time numbers, what else do we do? I just had a mind fart. It is quite uh, confusing, to be fair. <laughs> Plus, there will be a video on demand, should you, oh, should you have missed it and want to see me sinking all the putts. That's that's when you put the ball in the hole, Andy. I know. <laughs> oh, do you know as well? Yeah, I do know. Okay, so our next news item comes via Push Square. After teasing it would be taking advantage of the PlayStation 5's power, Bugbear Entertainment has confirmed a current-gen version of Wreckfest is currently in the works. It'll be out for PS5 on the 1st of June 2021, but there isn't a free upgrade for owners of the game on PS4. Upgrading to the PS5 version will set you back $10. On its own race fest, PS5 will be £35 or $40. So yeah, that's well, that's disappointing for news for those who already own a copy of the game. This PS5 upgrade does sound fairly substantial. You'll be getting 60 frames per second at 4K resolution, support for the DualSense controller's haptic feedback and much faster load times. There will also be dynamic dirt shown on the vehicles. You know, I love a bit of dirt on the vehicles. Mm-hmm. Improved shadows, particles and environment lighting textures will be displayed at higher resolution and there will be more foliage surrounding the track. Finally, god rays have been added and so too have visual effects for skid marks. Multiplayer sessions will now also support up to 24 players. See, every time I read like reviews about games that are getting like this kind of release, like updated in the PS5, better uh, frames, all that kind of frame rate kind of stuff, the big the big thing that always seems to be focused on is like how much they're utilising the the controller and how much that makes a difference to the games. Mm-hmm. Which when I only had a quick go of your one, I could feel that that's a game changer right mm, away. Definitely. You know yeah. what I mean? The way it, that could be utilised and people are utilising it quite awesome already. It's going to be cool when they really figure out how to make, make it. That that was the bit in the, the announcement that got me thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I want it. Like, I've wanted to try Wreckfest. Like, I'm not much of a racing game guy. This but isn't really as much racing. I, this feels like Destruction Debut, which I, was awesome back I in know, the day. I know, I loved that game. Like, yeah. I remember playing it to death. Like, Remember the demo you got? Yeah, yeah. Um, so because of that, I've, I've really been wanting to play it, but I've just not got around to it. But I think I'll hold off now, because, yeah, the haptic feedback and the controller mm. and stuff like that sounds like the ideal game for that yeah, you're when you're gonna trying get to like, smash folk up and stuff. So I've got this in my... Uh, rental queue it's... it is it's on or maybe it's not anymore it was on playstation now and i think it's on game pass but i think i would it's one that i'd probably like to play on ps5 just for the controller because mm-hmm. um, you'd be kind of missing that like i don't know like i haven't played dirt five is it dirt five mm-hmm. was it five uh, i haven't played dirt five yet and i know i watched you play it and it looked great and you were enjoying it but like apparently it does a really good job with the haptic feedback mm-hmm. and so like it was one of those ones that was like oh, i wish it was the playstation version mm-hmm. just because 
I don't know, it feels like you may, you may be missing out on a certain aspect of it. Uh, although I, I think the Xbox version did have slightly better graphics, so it evens itself out, yeah. but I suppose it's just all about the experience, isn't it? Okay, so patch 1.2 is now available for Cyberpunk 2077 on both PC and consoles. The patch notes are so long it would be impossible to detail it all, even prompting a tweet from CG Project, Project Red Head of Communications Holly Bennett poking fun at the laundry list of fixes. Yeah, it's quite the it's quite the list, isn't it? Did you see this fucking thing? No, but I can only imagine. <laughs> oh my god, it was. It's not a good thing, though, is it? It's not really a. It was absolutely ridiculous. I bet you it's not even anywhere near fixed half the issues. I had a quick look. I had a quick look before we started just to see what people were saying about the patch because I, I completed the game so I wasn't going to I had to delete it because there's very limited space in the PlayStation 5 and so I couldn't check it out for myself but people are saying it's not all the way there yet but it certainly has improved performance a lot especially on PlayStation 4 mm. like I almost feel bad talking about the performance because as I said at nauseum, like I didn't have many issues on PlayStation Five. Like it ran pretty well for me. Yeah. I mean, I've always been lucky as well with games. That historically, I've heard there's bugs for like Valhalla. I've never experienced anything really. I'm usually quite lucky. But I, don't, w- I don't want to get Cyberpunk though and be one of the unlucky ones and have my gaming experience ruined with that. I'm quite happy waiting. I'd I would definitely wait until PlayStation Five. Yeah. Uh, and if you've waited this long, maybe wait till the next gen version comes out. Like yeah. I do think that's going to get delayed into twenty twenty two, just because I don't think they realised what an absolute fuck ton they were going to have to do to this. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the one thing I would say about the PlayStation, I mean, the PlayStation four version on PlayStation five that I played was that the streets were GTA San Andreas or GTA Vice City levels of yeah. empty. Aye. Mm. And then it was only when you pulled the car over and get out and sort of did a 180 that it started to fill up. Mm. Like it almost procedurally filled up so at the time. in the car, it's maybe just you're going oh, too aye. fast for it to populate all it this stuff. It just couldn't do it. Like there wasn't many cars on the road. There right. wasn't almost no people so until, you, until you stop. Is the but, map too big to walk about? Aye, it's quite a fair. I would say... I would say the map's smaller than GTA Five, but maybe not by much. So that's quite a bit to walk. <laughs> oh, you couldn't just walk about. You've got you, you need to drive mm, and fast travel. And... No, I'm not going to play it for a while anyway. So. But oh, what a game, honestly! It's it's one of my favourite games ever. I just the the world is so cool. The characters, everybody you meet, feels like somebody that could be a real person. Like they feel like they've got lives. Aye, they feel like they feel like dynamic people, like that people, have people characteristics have got shit going on before aye, you go up and talk. Yeah, to them. it feels like you're not like, only standing there like a fucking husk waiting for you to interact with them. That's what the whole life's about, waiting aye, for your feel, interaction. It feels like aye, it's just it's really cool. I've I've I spoke about it enough, but it's just what a fucking <laughs> game. But the the list of updates for it is it's laughable. It is laughable. But I suppose it just shows how much work they have been putting in since launch to try yeah. and correct their mistakes. Oh, they've clearly been busy. Yeah. Well, they, they have to. People were forking out fifty, sixty yeah. pound for a game. The amount of lawsuits they've got in the go now—if they were seen to nobody, nobody trying—it would yeah. be yeah. big trouble. 
Okay, so 2016's Ratchet and Clank, which is currently free to all PlayStation users as part of the Play at Home promotion, is getting a free upgrade to bring the game to 60 frames per second on PlayStation 5. Currently the update is slated for April with no specific date, but make sure you have the game added to your library before it's too late. It's good to see another 60 frames a second update coming hopefully uncharted 4 and lost legacy next mm-hmm. and bloodbone so that everyone would shut up about it but uh <laughs> it, it seems strange like i mean i'm glad it's happening but why not time this so that the 60 frames a second thing came out as uh, it was free with the play at home like it why does, why is that a month sense. later i know when most folk have probably played it now i like it's not like the I don't know. I mean, they're busy. They're making the new Ratchet and Clank uh, game. Like, so it's not as if they're sitting their ass. But uh, I don't know. It just seemed like would you it's not? It's a funny game. This this not as in like this. It's a funny old game. <laughs> it's like actually laugh out loud. Oh yeah. Funny some parts of the yeah. script and that. I really like it. It's a brilliant game. And like, if you were planning to play it or you've just started playing it, stop now. Hold off because you may as well play it sixty frames a second. But uh, yeah. it just seems like weird timing. And they've said it's coming in April, which is very soon but they've not gave an actual date like it's i don't it's just a wee bit weird but yeah okay so there have also been various reports flying around about this year's call of duty game over the past few days and it looks very possible that the game is going to be titled call of duty world war 2 vanguard Details about the game have been reported by Modern Warzone as well as Eurogamer and Video Games Chronicle over the past 48 hours, suggesting that the game will also return to using the Modern Warfare 2019 engine rather than the upgrade Black Ops 4 engine used by Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. To no surprise, Call of Duty World War 2 studio Sledgehammer Games is reportedly working on this one. In regards to the name, Modern War Zone has reported that it could be changed prior to release, but Eurogamer suggests that Activision's current plan is to stick with Vanguard's subtitle for the final version. Does it matter what it's called? No, I'm a wee bit <laughs> lost with the Call of Duty games now, because I don't think I've played the last two releases, maybe. And I usually did play them at least because I, I, they're decent enough for the wee campaign. Nah, that's what and I always I would liked usually, the campaign. I would usually play a little bit online and then I would post it back to the rental place. I, I, I found the online fun if you got it at launch for a couple of days. Yeah, cause because it, everyone's finding the ropes. Same level, yeah. It becomes Aye. hard once it's been established to then get into it, definitely. Aye, like it, aye, it's usually fun for a couple of days, and then all the wee keyboard warriors like aye. just get too good at it. But I like you say, like I, I don't know, like I mean, Call of Duty goes back to World War Two. Aye, obviously. Well, that <laughs> was the kind of th- that was the kind of thing. At one point, it was getting too much because I remember get playing one of the Call of Duty games, and there was like jetpacks and stuff. I remember that one. Advanced Warfare, I yep. think it was, and I was just like, "What is going on here now?" You know what I, I mean? Your wall running and flying all over the place. I was just like, "Fuck!" And you're in space, and it's just like this is getting too much. They obviously just had to keep on escalating it. Yeah, and it's like fucking calm down. You know what I mean? That Advanced Warfare one was the only Call of Duty game that I've played, but I didn't bother with the campaign. The mm. multiplayer, because of the jetpacks, was actually quite fun, but I was like, I've no interest in a campaign where you go to space. Absolutely. No. Fuck no. all. The last Call of Duty game 
that I played the single player. I think it was just it was like just called Modern Warfare again. I think that was the one two years ago. Oh, they redone the it, first Modern Warfare. Well, no, it they wasn't. It re- wasn't a remastered one, but it was like it was, done, it, was awesome. it was so fucking cool. There was a level where you were like in London. It was like London had been bombed. And you had to go Aye, to like a Modern London Warfare, council yeah. flat and you had to Aye, clear it floor Warfare. by floor. That's Modern that Warfare. That was awesome. And Aye. then like the second last level, you were using night vision, you had to take everyone out stealthily. Mm-hmm. Like that's my jam. Like, I know, you like that. With those two levels, I mean, I had an absolute, I platinum that game in fact. Mm-hmm. That was fucking hard as well. That wasn't a shitty platinum. But um, <laughs> all the trophies were related to the single player and I, that was brilliant. Like I haven't played the latest one, the Cold Cold War. Cold War, I think. Yeah. I heard the campaign's pretty good, but I just I've never got around to it. In its last full week on sale, Super Mario 3D All Star saw a rise in physical sales of two hundred and seventy six percent week on week, with <sighs> Nintendo intending to halt sales of the game from Wednesday, thirty first of March. The game will also be removed from the Nintendo eShop at the beginning of April, meaning only second hand physical copies will be available theoretically. I still can't believe they're doing this. Yeah. It's such a fucking bullshit Disney move. Yeah, Disney. remember Disney back in the nineties. They would release like I, I always I had them all pirated, right? Because that's just what you had to do. Because like it was like the Jungle Book or something like that. They brought it out for like a year and then it got pulled. Yeah. And they did this with all the Disney films. Yeah, but that total fannies. Uh, Zoe used to collect oh, because it has like collectors' editions versions aye, and aye. stuff like that. And she she had them all like all the Disney films like proper box sets and, and you had still... to get them at certain times didn't you Aye. they were still in the the wrapping and everything like that she no. never watched them they were collector's edition versions of this really like so I bought some for birthdays and stuff yeah. like that and I mind like I think the dearest one I bought once was Beauty and the Beast and it was something like on £30 Jeez. it was a collector's edition one though like if you opened it up it had all this stuff inside mm. but she never even went to the effort of opening it up to look at all the stuff it was proper just in the cellophane she knew she had it so it was like uh, on the, the shelf that'll be worth a fortune someday though probably well, on the shelf it was all just in order because uh, mm. it, it was all done in a design where you would remember you the old, for it all back remember the old Wrestlemania design yes the, the and it go together and it went to, and then they came out with so WrestleMania. Cool. I think what was the first one? It didn't do. I, I think, think it was, it was twelve. Was it nine? I think it was nine. Aye. I think WrestleMania <sighs> one to eight had like it was like purple. Aye, it looked the like lightning, uh, purple lightning. lightning. I think it was WrestleMania one to eight, and then nine was black. That's it. But they should have came out with. If you want the black, I'm one, fucking here such you go. A sad act. I, I know that, but here's I mean, the black. Here's there's the nothing black I don't one. know about WrestleMania nine. Here's the black one, but if you want to continue your purple lightning collection, here's the old school release mm. Coliseum video kind of style one. Because they done it with SummerSlam as well, where it was like kind of orangey, almost sand background. Yeah. And if you wanted eight. to have them like all, it, you want them all to have the same design, you kind of then just go, there's nine, and it's totally different. That's fucked up. Oh, fuck. From my OCD, that would annoy the hell out of me. You know what I mean? Old wrestling for the win. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I well, obviously, as when this podcast comes out, it would be too late for you to have purchased Mario from. See, the thing is, like certainly from a digital store, but I do wonder, like, see if you were game and you still have 
20 copies of Mario 3D All-Stars. See, on the 1st of April, are you going to go, should probably just sit these in the back and not sell them? I wonder. Like, are Nintendo buying these back off people? Or, like, do you know what I mean? Like, because mm. if stores have still got stock, surely you would use that up. But uh, I will put out a... Or bump the price up. Uh, <laughs> I will put out a, a blast on Twitter just, like, to nudge folk because we're one of the ones that need to be nudged. I need to buy it for Nathan's birthday. You do. You said you were going to do that. I know, and I'm running out of time. So I'll do that tonight. Uh, we'll get that bought. But um, When's his birthday? The mm-hmm. 9th of April. So, yeah, but we'll... I'll put, I'll put something out on Twitter just to make sure people know I know a lot of our listeners aren't Twitter-based, but tough, sorry. <laughs> Make sure you are next time. I'll, I'll, if, you, if you drop me all your emails, I'll, I'll email you, I'll put you in an email blast. The mailing list. Uh, <clears throat> old school. Okay, so that sums up our news for this week. Moving on to pick of the week. What's coming out this week, Craig? Have you heard of this game, Andy? Disco Elysium. No. It's... <sighs> I'm torn, right? Part of it, half of it sounds like a game that's right up my alley and the other half of it sounds like something that I would literally vomit rather than playing and I don't know what's going to win out. So it's a murder mystery, apparently. Okay, that that intrigues me. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it, it's been out for a little while on PC but this is the, I can't remember what it's called, Disco Elysium the something... I, I, it's it's like a it's the final like cut. The final cut. That's it. Disco Elysium, the final cut, and it's actually before it was just like all the the vocals were just it was like uh, subtitled, but now it's got all voice acted. It looks like an RTS game. Well, that's the thing. It's an it's an RPG where you upgrade and you put skill points into say like your language or your deduction mm. skills or all this stuff. A detective and, RPG. Yeah. So based on what you put your skill points into, the investigation yeah. will go in different ways because you Sounds will have cool. different skills to be able to tackle it in different ways. Yeah. And the see like the graphics and the 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 camera angle of everything, it mm. looks really fucking cool. I really like the look of it. Like I just think it looks amazing. But the one thing I don't like is that it's got tabletop elements. So I mean, I've never played anything like that. Like, I'm not the type of person that's going to go and do the, like, I don't know, we paint the wee guys and stuff like that. Like, no Warhammer. Aye, no offence to him that does it, but it's not, it's not for me. But it's got, so say you've got really high reasoning skills. What it means is when you get into a debate with someone, you have to roll a dice, but you've got more, ch- the higher your skills are at that, the more chance you have of rolling a number that's good enough to win that that encounter. Right. Whereas if your skills are low, I'm I'm not sure exactly how it works, but it is based on like rolling of a dice. So mm. that's the kind of thing that perhaps puts me off because I've never played anything like that before, and there's a chance that I would just be like, "Fuck this noise." Mm. But everything else about it, I love murder mystery stuff. Mm. I like RPGs. I like the idea of being able to solve this case in a different ways. It's supposed to tackle a lot of like quite heavy hitting things like I think themes. there's aye, there's a lot of themes I think there's like it's quite a mature game mm-hmm. so I really want to try it I do want to try it I think I can get I think I can get past the tabletop elements 
give but, it a go anyway. Aye, I mean, when it, when it came out on PC, it got like nines and tens out of ten. Like, there was places gave it game of the year. And now this is the final cut with full fully voice acted and stuff like that. No, that's cool. So it's going to be a good game, but I just don't know if it's definitely for me, but it's definitely the pick of the week. It's it's going to be a, a belter that a lot of people will like. What's the sort of price point? I think it's 35 quid. Okay. I, th- I realised that... A quid is a pound. Yeah, I was going to say, we've got a lot... Of, I was checking our analytics recently, and we've got a lot of American listeners who are going, what the fuck is a quid? <laughs> uh, it's 35 pounds, which is... Dollars. I think it's actually $35 as well. Dollar, dollar bill, Or maybe $40, but it's in that sort of price range. It's not full price. Okay. but um, And it is, like I suppose, a 30-hour story or whatever, so if you like it, so you're getting your it's $35? Yeah. There you go, guys. You get a Big Mac and Coke. Yeah, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap up this episode as always, with some questions from our listeners. Alan has wrote in and asked, what's your thoughts on the backlash? The website The Gamer received over last week about the store closure story being fake, only for it to be proven right. Uh, there was quite a few folk were made to look like dicks over that. Uh, there was a one guy I saw, he was an ex... He was an ex-games writer, and he had called out the gamer, saying that they were full of pish, and this wasn't a For thing. Re- what did they report? It was them that reported that the store was that these stores were going to get closed down. And then folks said, "Use a talking pish." Well, usually, to be fair, usually when something like this comes out, Sony would come out and say something. But a week went past without Sony saying anything, right. and so everyone was like, "You've made this up. You're full of shit." And especially this one guy seemed to be having a right fucking go. Uh, and that he was made to look like a bit of an idiot when it turned out it was true. Mm. But uh, I, I don't really know. I don't know that much about the Gamer website. Like, there's a guy who, I think he's actually the editor-in-chief, and we follow each other on Twitter. His name's Kirk, and he's, the interactions I've had with him seems like a really nice guy. Uh, he's quite funny. He seems very knowledgeable with games and stuff like that. So I sort of have a good opinion of the website because of him, but I have heard from a few people recently saying that that website doesn't have the best of reputations that they've in the past put mm-hmm. out like rumours and stuff like that with absolutely no foundations it seems like they're oh. just putting stuff out for clicks right. but they have done some good work in recent times and it sort of coincides where that guy Kirk went to that website so I mean maybe I'm just looking at it as a case of my interactions with him have been good mm-hmm. but it seems like maybe he's sort of Turned the ship around. Maybe I because it's it was no longer it was stuck in the canal. It was <laughs> exactly because <laughs> it seemed I don't know they were the ones that had the story on Techland a couple of months ago uh, about how there was problems there and that turned mm-hmm. out to be true as well. So and I think it was actually Kirk that did the story on that. So uh, yeah, he he's maybe the guy that's turning it around. I'm not entirely sure, but um, but yeah, there was a, a few people made to look pretty stupid. Okay, and Mike has asked, well, he said, I saw your picture on Twitter of the arcade cabinet and the pool table. How did you manage to get one of those coin slot pool tables? Aye, that was an ordeal. An absolute. Well, sort of, uh, my mate Stan got it from a pub that was shutting down. Mm hmm. And he took it back to his house. God knows how he got it back to his house. Oh, so heavy. Oh, my God. Because the whole thing's made a slate. Like, like other world, 
otherworldly heavy. Oh it's, yeah, it's crazy how heavy it actually is. Ah, you need. I mean, when we anytime we had to lift it, it needed a minimum of four people yeah. at each corner. Oh, like they, it, I'd honestly, be surprised if four folk could get it going. Aye, it's ridiculous. Like so, when I got it, I went to we got my cousin's van and we went to my friend Stan's house to pick it up. Uh, managed to get it in the van, but the thing was, it couldn't really be secured, or we were worried it was going to fall out the back because we couldn't yeah. get the doors shut properly. Mm-hmm. So I was nominated to go in the back with it. Sit on it. Well, I mean, it's not like I'm going to stop it falling out. I don't know why I was really there. I was just sort of holding on to it. But the thing <laughs> weighed an absolute ton, so if it went over, I was going over with it. I always remember being in the back of this uh, van, and the doors were opening and shutting. Mm-hmm. And we took a turn, and all of a sudden the police were behind us. Oh, fuck. And I'm standing at the edge of this van with the back doors open, holding onto this pool table that must weigh about half a ton. Like, it must do, eh? It's really oh, heavy. Aye. Aye. And the police are just like, I'm just sort of like trying to avoid eye contact. Yeah, just been trying like, to look if, at them. As if I'm like, I don't notice you're there, even though aye. they're right behind us. <laughs> and, and every time I caught their eye, they were just looking at me and they'd have like a wee smile on their face. Aye. And I was like, oh, we're going to get pulled over and done here. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they just took a left turn and went away. Hmm. And I was like, oh, well. that's weird. <laughs> that's weird that they never done us for that. Uh, but we got it back, and to be fair, in that picture, the pool table wasn't in a great condition. Like the the fabric wasn't that mm. great, and because it was quite old, the um, see the rubber and the cushions, mm. it gets hard, so it didn't bounce back as well as it should have. That's sort of stuff that you could. I mean, you wouldn't have turned in a pool table, a snooker table like that. Was it a pool table? That was a pool table. Pool, you wouldn't need to turn down a proper pool table like that for stuff like that because you can fix that. Oh, well, that's the thing. Like, I, I mean, at that time, I had it in a garage, yeah. so it wasn't a big deal. But when I moved, remember when we moved to that house that had like the hot tub and stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, I decided to make it a feature and I put it in the middle of the living room. Fuck right. Do you not remember that, no? Yeah, a proper bachelor pad. Aye, oh, it was. Well, that was when Terry and me Andy were living with me. <laughs> so... I put it in there, but at that point I was like, right, this needs to look a bit better. So I got some like some of the metallic spray paint to like make those bits the bits at the corner look better. And mm. then I got a I managed to find people that reupholstered pool tables. Yeah. It was like a company and they came out and redid it all. Much was that? Was it, <sighs> it wasn't that expensive. I was I remember getting them out and being like, Oh god, this is gonna cut they came out for like a free quote uh-huh. and I was like, This is gonna be not worthwhile. Yeah. And I'm sure they were like, Aye, we could do that for 120 quid and I was like That's I right. just do it the now like I was expecting them to really rip the arse out of it because they yeah. knew I needed it done and they were the only people around that did it your, but, um, your gaming rig as well was surprisingly big it, I, I didn't expect it to be as uh, wide it was huge or actually more if you're looking at it I think it was the more the depth the side on because uh, I expected it to be quite bigger and, and more vertical looking if, it was if, quite at first when we got it, it was in the living room, but it was just, you couldn't keep it in there because it was too big. It was one of those things where we used it for two or three days, and then we're like, the novelty just wore bit. off, and it just sat uh, there. like it just... And you pro- mind how we're talking about putting different chipsets in it? Yeah. Like, you could probably only put, because obviously different rigs have different controls. You know what I mean? Because you'll have yeah, there's like, only certain ones were compatible. Ah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not yeah. Like you could just we, I mean, we didn't even try. Like it, honestly, it had turtles in it, and that was it. We never ever replaced it, and it was cool. It, it was the kind of thing like it was s- like. Did it not have the Simpsons on the side? Yeah, no, but I, when we got it, it had the turtles, uh, turtles chipset chip in it. So even though it was Simpsons, I'd have preferred if it was the Simpsons to be honest, yeah. which is probably blasphemy. But <laughs> uh, 
I just I liked the Simpsons. <laughs> I preferred the Simpsons game, but as uh, the pool table ended up looking really cool. I'm sure someone will have better pictures of that arcade cabinet, and if I find them, I'll put them online. Mm-hmm. But Where did the pool table end up going? I one of my friends that I worked with at the time, his one of his pals had just bought some real big house, right. and he was looking for a pool table, and it was right at the time that I was moving out of that house, oh. and I wanted rid of it. So I sold it to him for like three hundred pound or something. No bad. Uh, I mean, I got my work, my my money's worth out of it. Certainly, I I do have a lot more pictures of the pool table. So I'll maybe I'll grab a couple of them and I'll put them online. Like after it was put okay. into the living room and stuff like that. And what about the gaming cabinet? What happened to that? I honestly don't remember. No. I, there was I think someone was like, "Oh, I'd quite like that," and I was like. Just take it and get rid of it. I didn't take any money for it. Like mm. I remember just being like, if you can get rid of this thing, on you go. Which in hindsight... If you want to go to the effort of taking this away, pff, aye, which it. Is, but in hindsight, it's probably worth a fair bit of money. You know what I mean? It was yeah. At the time, it was probably a silly move, but I just wanted rid of it. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't have allowed that in our house. No, you would not. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. nope. Okay, so as always, thank you for listening. As I mentioned at the start, please make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. And if you get a chance, please leave a rating and review as it goes a long way in helping to promote the podcast. New content will be hitting the website this week, so please also check that out. And we shall speak again next week. I'll be here. Tati bye. Ta-ra. Thanks, bye.